0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey guys, welcome to Attempting Fatherhood on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Bradley Hasemeyer, and this is the podcast for all us dads out there just trying our best. And a very, very special welcome to you guys. This is the first episode of the first season. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's here. Look, I've been attempting, attempting fatherhood for a while now, and it's finally... Happening. Over the past few months, it's been logo design and working with the podcast producers and lining up guests and websites, all that kind of stuff. But it's all been worth it. And truth be told, I've already recorded some of these episodes with my guests, and I'm so excited to share these awesome conversations with you. I know personally, I've learned so much already. And of course, the whole point here isn't to teach you how to parent, but just to find out how are other dads doing it? How are other guys making it work? You know, I talk to my guests and ask them how do they define fatherhood? What's maybe something from their dad that they learned that they're implementing in their family? And what's something they feel like they don't want as a part of their family? So we get some real, honest, vulnerable conversations, and I couldn't be happier, and I couldn't be prouder. Also, a special shout-out to Bird B-Y-R-D. They're a SoCal-based lifestyle brand. They make body wash and shampoo and conditioner and face wash and hair products, all that kind of stuff. They found out about the podcast and were excited to come on board as a sponsor. And I've been using their products for almost a year, and I love it. Them, So, I was really happy that I found somebody who wanted to partner with me, but also actually believe in their product. I was equally as excited to have them on board and more about them later. But, for now, let's get to the show. My first guest, Jared Cotter. Now, Jared's one of these dudes who... You, you know him and you may not know that you know him. He's a music executive. He's a singer. He was on American Idol at one point. He was a a, a VJ, right? Like a, a video DJ, he hosted some some radio shows and TV shows. And he's just, he's been all over the place. I met him uh, back in 2016, I believe. I was hosting a show. I was leaving. We were all moving to New York. He was coming in to be an addition to the show. And the second he walked in the studio, everybody just like, because this dude is just like dripping in charisma and charm. He's the nicest guy you'll meet. He's he's just so, so kind. He's We get into some great stuff about race, but also about you know how his dad was with him, what it's like being a music manager, managing these huge names like Bozzy and Kiana Lede. And it's okay that you don't know those names because you're probably an old dad like me. But it's okay because those artists have millions of followers. They don't need your click. It's fine. They're doing Fine. It's okay. But you really should check them out because their music's hot. Is that what the kids say? Music's hot? I'm going to go with that. And Jared uh, mixes this world of, of fully devoted father with kind of freelance entrepreneurial element of, you know, blurring those boundaries between like, I'm on the clock, I'm off the clock. So he brings all of that to the table in this conversation. A couple of quick dad stats. He's been married for... Just a few months? How about that? Yeah, he's actually his his now wife. He's been with for a bunch of years, but he's only been officially married. They talk about trying to get married during Corona, and it's it's an awesome story about just going with the flow, right? That's what we do as dads so often. He also has a five year old son named Cameron, and we get into how Crayola crayons impact how he's talking to his son about this, and it's just awesome. We just had such a fun conversation. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. The first episode of the first season of Attempting Fatherhood and my guest, Jared Cotter. The way I should introduce you is like old school Bulls theme music, like 6-2 out of Long Island, New York. Jared Cotter. Lights are going, lights are going, music's playing. That's how I'm going to do it, I think.
0: The Bulls Bulls theme song? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's
1: only a certain age group of person who gets hype by that song. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, get pumped! Get pumped! So I'm with it. Yeah, six four though from Long Island, not not just
1: six two. Six four. Yes, come yes. on! You gained two inches. It's because you were so far <laughs> down the island, I couldn't Ooh. see, dude. First off, thank you so much for being here. You're a crazy busy dude, and I really appreciate you taking the time. It says a lot about you as a dad, um, and uh, and just as a man who wants to be involved with something like this. So I got to start off by saying thanks. It's my pleasure,
0: and you know, thank you for thinking about of me. And uh, I'm glad you're doing this. It's great.
1: All right, so let's get things started with dad stats.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm a dad of one. I have a five-year-old son. Uh, I've been married for five months. And it's, That's so it's awesome. Am- it's I love it. It's amazing. And um, one word to describe my kid is awesome. Awesome. Just awesome. I
1: love it. Yeah,
0: his name is Cameron. Yep.
1: All right, uh, how would Cameron describe himself in one word? Because he's he is quite the dude, so I'm, I'm curious what he would say. He'd probably say he was kid Hot Wheels. <laughs> kid hot wheels. Yeah. please copyright that as a dj name <laughs> yo yo next up on the stage kid hot wheels dropping hot tracks the tracks are as hot as his wheels i think that could be great perfect yeah he'd love that yeah he'd love that you you got married a little bit late mm-hmm. but you were with melanie your wife for how long
0: uh we're going on eight years now
1: yeah, eight years yeah so why why get married why wait what was the thought kind of behind that?
0: We in our hearts we were always just committed you know and and um, we didn't really care about the piece of paper for a while you know uh, you know the, 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 that whole thing wasn't wasn't the important part we, we knew who we are to each other uh, in our hearts but as we as we started to progress in our relationship, we had a baby, um. It, it it became more apparent that that uh the the ceremony was was important to us, you know, especially you know being uh, making that commitment uh, to our families and be like, hey, no, this is the real thing. It was important to her her parents. It was important to my parents, you know. So, um, and it was important to us. So you know, we we finally decided to do it, and uh, after three tries during this COVID era. Um, three tries. Yeah. We had three different dates that just kept getting pushed back. Our first date was actually, uh, going to be in June in Italy of, of 2019, I guess it was 2020, 2020. Two, yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you don't even know what year it is anymore. I don't You're even know, man. I times. don't even know. Yeah, um, totally. And it was, we were going to get married in Italy, but if you remember, Italy was like the first country you know it kind of blew up in so we were like well we can't we can't do that then we rescheduled a couple more times found a place uh here in in california in malibu that was beautiful uh but it just didn't work out and uh you know started to get towards the end of the year and we were like you know we've always been kind of unconventional anyway you know our, our love story is unconventional why don't we get married unconventionally and uh, we did. we had like this uh, amazing uh, you know wedding where we just went to to the local like chapel here and 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 did it we and it was fantastic. We put it up on online and and yeah.
1: people love it. tell me a little bit about what you do, uh, as far as for work because I know you're a producer, you're obviously super talented as a singer yourself. You were a host on a show that I was on. I mean, you're, just, you're all over the place. So, how do you what does the IRS think you do? I guess it's <laughs> the question, man. Uh,
0: they <laughs> that's a good question.
1: they don't even know, they don't
0: know, they don't know to, they import
1: know. export business, that's baby. It,
0: that's it. Um, yeah, we we met, uh, because I was a songwriter at the time, you know, to add another slash to, to that. Yeah. And um, and BMI, which is like this this uh, organization that collects royalties and also puts people together, uh, was doing this trip on an island called Beckway. And um, it was a trip that we were both slated to be on. And that's where we kind of, we knew each other before then, but it was it was uh, really time to, to be have concentrated time with each other. And, And we kind of fell in love on the island. And that's where it started for us.
1: You guys both just light up the room. I remember, you know, having met her. And and at the time, Cameron was like months, a year. (laughs) I mean, he was very young and uh, and just especially her presence, just as she came into the studio you know, everyone just turned and she's just, you could tell by her eyes, she's just so gracious and, and generous. And, oh, man. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I thought you guys were just such a, such a cool pair.
0: Thank you, man. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. She's brilliant. You know, and, uh, she, she's also, um, she does things like this all the time about motherhood. And, and that's why I think, you know, it's great what you're doing, because as we discussed offline, there's not a lot of outlets like this for dads, you know? So I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to be a part of this.
1: Absolutely. And, and let's use that as kind of a segue right into fatherhood. Yeah. I mean, you know, what is, what is your definition of fatherhood?
0: Man, um, it's love and support. You know, I think, um, I just watched, it's funny. My wife just sent me something that, uh, Dwayne Wade actually was, was talking about, you know, his, his daughter, Zaya, who who's a, a trans, um uh person i i'm i'm still learning myself yeah likewise likewise you know i don't want to get anything wrong but you know you know being an athlete which is all about being macho and 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 uh, obviously being brought a certain brought brought up a certain way that men you know don't cry you know be a manly man and here his his son at the time comes up to him at eight years old and says dad i'm gay and not only am i gay but i'm also you know transgendered and um and, you know, at that moment, he said he, had, he really had to check himself. Like, you know, am I here because of what, uh, you know, I, the, the, what was taught to me, what was ingrained and, and, you know, squashed into my head, into my psyche for all those years? Or am I here for my, for my, my kid, you know, to, to love and support them? And, I, and you know, that's, that's kind of what I try to do with Cameron. No matter what um, I want him to be, is, is actually that, that has nothing to do. With, with who he actually is. He's going to be who he is, who he's going to be. And, and my job is to just show him much love and to support him in, in all of that.
1: Now, when you were when you guys were talking about let's have a kid, what was your vision of fatherhood? And is this it?
0: It's not what I expect. It's never I don't I don't think it's ever something that you can do. Oh, yeah, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It changes your life for sure. And, it, it, and it's different. And um, you know, and it's, it's frustrating and it's awesome and it's terrible. And then it's amazing. And, you know, it's, uh, it's all those things.
1: Do you have a story that instantly sticks out to you? Like WTF?
0: I didn't know how intimate with human feces that I was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: gonna be. I right. Mean, you become like a CSI operative. You're like, oh, let's inspect. Yeah. Is it soft? Yeah. Is it loose? Right. Is, what's the color? What's going How's
0: on it? Here? What's going on? That what is so did, what did funny yesterday you know like <laughs> uh did, did did he pull it all today you know like right. you know, these are all things that, that that you're worried about as as a as a parent that I, that's one thing that I was like wow I I didn't think that we were going to go there
1: <laughs> and and it is so funny how the bar drops like I feel like in my marriage too stuff that I I held to be kind of like a little taboo you know, my wife's background is Southern California. I'm from the South. We don't talk about anything. She talks about too many things. So we come together and and it kind of is this like happy medium or is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially with kids, like gloves are off. You know, the honesty has to be there. You've got to communicate. Even on the stuff that's like, that's gross. I don't really do that was, was your relationship with your dad, or like, was he really hands on like that? Like, let's talk about poop, let's change diapers, let's get in it. Or was he more of a traditional, I say traditional in quotes, like he works and come home and mom does house stuff. What was that like?
0: Yeah. Gro- growing up, certainly my, my dad was the, the macho dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home and eat dinner and, you know, I'll shoot hoops with you, you know, like, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that was, that, that, that's dad, you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know if my father changed a diaper Probably <laughs> probably not. And and I'm going to be I'm going to admit uh, right before Cameron was born, um, you know, I was I was scared and I don't think I recognized it as, at the time as fear. Um, but I looking back, it was definitely it was definitely fear. And I literally told Melanie, I said, babe, listen, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm going to be here. But, uh, you know, first couple of years, this is you.
1: So this is going to be a touch it's and go. As good as
0: you. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to really be
1: changing diapers. It's not really my thing. Hey, dads. Hang on just a second. Time for some real talk, all right? Put your coffee down. Listen up, all right? If you're the kind of guy who uses your shampoo for your hair, your face, and your car, come on. I know who you are, and it's time to take a hard look at your life, all right? You probably are the guy that thinks... The word grooming isn't really your cup of tea. All right, fine. But if you're 30 years or older, your skin, hair, and face don't really care what's your cup of tea or not. All right. It's time to start caring. That's where Bird comes in. The team at Bird has made some awesome products ranging from shampoo to face wash to different types of pomade, all to help you look good and feel good, and therefore be good. And I was super excited when they said they wanted to support our podcast. So they are offering all of the listeners, including myself, 15% off by using the code Bird AF. That's for Attempting Fatherhood. I'll put the link in the podcast notes just to make it easy. But there you go. It's awesome because that purchase supports our show directly, and you get a great deal, and you make your life a little bit better. huh? I think it's a good deal. Okay, now back to the show. So what changed for you? Was it just like Melanie being like, "Yeah, that's funny," because you will be, or was it something in yourself that was like really drawn to this thing all of a sudden?
0: I think uh, non-pregnant Melanie would have smacked me and be like, "Hey, just, <laughs> re- really, really?" All yeah, right. yeah. But pregnant Melanie, you know, it was it was you know, she's more sensitive, more hormones jumping on, her, and you know, she was like, "Okay," she cried, um, and but what changed was the second i mean the second he was born was was the change and I, I saw him and i saw her what she went through i mean i don't know if we're going to talk about that but that is some shit yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i mean pregnancy
1: like, is ridiculous that
0: is something crazy i don't know pre- pregnancy is one thing actually having the baby is another you know like the delivery is another and and seeing her go through that you know there women are super women, you know, that's super, you know, we leave the super off all the time, but they should just yeah. always be called super women. Yeah.
1: There are men and super women. Yeah. Those are the genders. That's it. That's just it.
0: And uh, once I saw that, I was like, damn, I got to step up, you know? And uh, naturally I was the first one to change his diaper and probably the first 10 diapers. Um, and, you know, seeing Melanie, you know, who's in bed and ha- after going through that type of trauma, you know, you, as a man, you just step up, and and I did that, and and had been doing it, you know, since the day he was born.
1: I think it's really insightful that you would notice, maybe only in hindsight, but at the time that that was fear rather than maybe machismo. It it, it you know manifested itself a little bit like this is not going to be my role. You know, I am going right. to love the kid, but I am not going to do these things. But the reality was, I am so afraid. I have no idea what to expect. I, I don't know what I am yeah. getting into. Uh, you know, I was. I grew up in the South, all my friends got married at like 20, 21, they had kids way before me. And so by the time I'm in my 30s and I have a kid, most everybody else is like talking about middle school and high school and stuff like that. So I felt like I was kind of left behind mm-hmm. from you know people giving me tips and advice and all that. So I really felt like on an island a little bit as well. Yeah. And, and there are so many great resources. It's just at the time, I didn't even know where to turn. I was just like, I guess we'll just take this as it goes. And in those first few months, I, I too, confessed to my wife. I told Kirsten, like, listen, I'm not saying we made a mistake, <laughs> but this is not what I thought I was signing up for. Yeah. Every night we're waking up and feeding this thing that doesn't seem to even want to be awake. Like it wants to keep sleeping and it's yelling at us and it's telling us no. And it is just this flesh thing in the other room that has totally destroyed my calendar and my schedule. And now I have no life. And I'm, you know, lost. And along the same lines, I'm going to be here, but I don't like this at all. Right. And that was that was like no one told me that. No one,
0: no one. Luckily for us and for our partners, uh, you know, we changed our tune. Do you
1: have any fears as a
0: dad? You know, I think as as, as dads, we're, we're fearful in a way that's maybe um, that's a little that's a little unconscious. You know, it's not a conscious fear or an, or an every minute fear. Certainly fearful, you know, when he when he goes out to the park, you know, I'm like, you know, and I'm not there because I'm, I'm literally in this chair working. It's like, okay, okay, son, I'll see, I'll see you later. But, you know, we don't know what's going on out there when, when, when you're not with him or her. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that can be scary sometimes, but you can't live your life like that, uh, you know, and, and you don't want to
1: project that onto your kids either. Well, that's the thing too, is like kids smell fear because they, they are in that, they have that fight or flight response even more so I think because they really need that heightened sense of, of safety for themselves. And I think kids really can tell that. So that's, a, that's such a great point. Yeah, man. What is something from your dad that, that you're really integrating into your family and what's something that you're gonna kind of leave behind?
0: My dad was just always there. That's one thing I remember about my childhood. You know, No, no matter what, he was there. Every game, every practice. So that that's one thing that I that I'll bring with me. Um, the part that I'll probably leave behind is what we spoke about earlier is you know I think it that's a, it's a generational thing and I've spoken about that I agree. before where our dads and you know I, I don't want to speak for you but our our dads um they're just of a different ilk, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. And uh, and they learned from their dads who were who really like, you know, uh, I was I was talking to to my my father in law and they they weren't even in the room you know when 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 their kids were born you know they were like oh, okay I'll, I'll see you when you get home you know <laughs>
1: and, and that like that is such a good juxtaposition about what you just talked about before which was like watching your wife go through this yes
0: and and I think if they had if they had that opportunity or you know that 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 chance to see to see their wives go through that one. Newfound respect, right? You know that they may have not had before, and and also more, uh, even more of a sense of responsibility to change that diaper, to you know, do the airplane when you're feeding them. You know those things that I don't think are necessarily you know what men do, uh, but it is what men do. You know, in in 2021, you know, and I'm and I'm and I'm thankful for that. There's there's a, there's a whole new connection that. Kids have with their dads today that 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 I I didn't you know and 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 me and my father, that's like my dad's one of my best friends I love him you know but but from a from a a, t- a caring uh, perspective um, you know I don't have that connection with him that you know that's that's okay this is what I go to mom for this is what I go to dad for you know and and certainly I think Cameron has that I think every every kid is like I'm I'm going this is this is dad's job you know but. But
1: I think today the 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 lines are even more blurred. I was going to say that. I thought you, you made a great point because you know I too had kind of very clear roles of like who I go to for when I need what, um, and I feel like at least with my wife since we're both freelance, we're both home a lot, um, and you know I grew up cooking, ironing, you know doing laundry. That was just a part of like you know you're in charge of it. There's other people around the house. It's a busy life, so. There's not really these majorly clear defined roles. There's certain things, but um, it does seem like there's a cultural shift in that balance of power being a little bit more equal um, than before. Is that kind of how you guys are as well?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if anything, if anything, uh, the... She's the power. I'm just here. I'm just, you know. I'm yeah, like,
1: you're the support team. I
0: paid the mortgage. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's on some things, you know. So right, uh, right, right. Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Certainly, there's, 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 everything is is equal everything
1: now what's it like for Cameron to have someone like yourself in the music industry like you know sometimes I think about my daughter Ellis she's insanely talented she's got a great voice she is so she's she's just so creative and all this and when I was a kid no one said hey Bradley you seem to have a lot of talent you're a funny guy you should think about stand-up comedy or you should think about entertainment and then on top of that there was no one to show me the ropes usher me in open doors and I think now I mean my daughter at seven, almost eight, she would tell you that, um, has more of an understanding when she watches a movie of the idea of green screens, yes. production, actors, just because that's our world. And so I'm just curious, like how involved and how involved does Cameron want to be in in your music world? Not only your wife, but your job.
0: Yeah, he, he's very involved and and it's kind of all he knows. Uh, it, it's kind of all I knew growing up that, you know, my father was also a musician. so you know he, he did have a, a nine to five but he would come home and play the piano and so music was always you know things that that uh that were in my life and 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 even more so with cameron um because you know we'll be watching tv and maybe a bozzy song will come on or in the background or you know we'll being a, in a store and bozzy or kiana will come on and and be oh that's bozzy that's kiana you know and he's like daddy daddy does that and then you know, even more so, Melanie Fiona, my my wife, being a two-time Grammy award-winning singer, and we we go to her concerts, and you know, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up there," you know. And isn't and- that crazy? Could you
1: imagine? <laughs> I mean, I love that your dad was a musician, but there's a vast difference between passion and profession. Yeah. And just that your kid is like, "That's my mom up on stage performing." No big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's his life. Uh, you know, from from what. I remember the first time we brought him to Melanie a Melanie show, I think he was 6 months. And he would literally just like start reaching out to her. And and now he's like, "Dad, is is it my turn? Can I can I jump can I jump up on stage?" And she, he'll literally run to the microphone. So is he
1: going to get in the music industry? Is that something you guys are just like, "We're open to it," or are you kind of like, "Let's let you be a kid and then evolve into that," or what's the thought there?
0: totally open to it um i think right now we're just letting him be a kid at five but he's already expressed that he, he would love to be an actor um you know if, if it's not music uh which i think he'd be amazing at he's a good looking kid and he's yeah
1: charismatic and um, yeah he's a stunner look at his parents come on <laughs> something else i wanted to talk about was race that was something that we had kind of emailed a little bit about as well um you know obviously yeah. there's there's uh, heightened uh, in the media, more coverage than before. We have a a foster kind of ish daughter who's 25. She lives in LA. Uh, she's black, she's from South LA. I've learned so much from her and from her experience. And now we've adopted a black son. So, you know, I feel like more than ever, my antennas are up and my eyes are open. Yeah. And so, you know, I am, I am here to learn. And so I'm very curious, you know, I've learned so much just from you know, people on social media and from books that I've read and that kind of thing. But I'm just curious, you know, what your experience is, because it's different than mine on so many levels, race aside. Um, but what does that look like for you guys in raising Cameron? Um, what kind of conversations are you having, expectations, those kind of things?
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, just your acknowledgement that that our experiences are different is like, obviously, you, you get it. You know, and I, I think if we had um, that type of empathy for each other, we probably would be further along in this thing. I think um, we've we've certainly grown since our parents time, you know, um, in, in all aspects uh, of, of race relations and, and prejudices that, that they went through are not the same prejudices that ne- that I necessarily go through. And I think it will be even less for, for Cameron. To not talk about it, to not um, uh, acknowledge that there are are young boys that that look like him that don't have the same freedoms that even he does because of of who his parents are, is is something that we discuss with him all the time. Um, You know, this was the kind of the first year where he understood that people may judge him differently because of his skin color, I'll say. You know, so we, we started teaching him about, you know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X this year. And and. I, I honestly, I don't know if he quite understands it just yet,
1: you know, <laughs> I mean, at five, I, he's five. I I'm five, still. I was still trying to figure out colors at yeah, age five. Yeah.
0: Um, and speaking of colors, we just got these Cray- Crayola crayon boxes that, uh, that only have skin tones.
1: And, Whoa. and
0: you know, so you can color with each specific, yeah. I think it was like 80 skin tones that it comes with. And, and that's, it's, he's just starting to wrap around that, that, uh, that you know his skin skin tone is 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 darker than than his friends you know and um yeah we we speak about it it's it's something that 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 you need to 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 do that because unfortunately you know if when he's older even at 10 even you know years old there are kids all across our country that that are being treated in a way that that they shouldn't be because of the color of their skin and uh he needs to be aware of that so um it's It's something that, that that we we do speak about to him about um, and uh, and he he's starting to get it.
1: You know, for me to really kind of start to wrap my head around the the concept of um, you know white privilege from a, just a standpoint of, you know I, I I looked at it as almost like male privilege. This is how I explained it to my parents, and the concept was, I could go running in college at nine o'clock at night on my campus and not worry about anything. right. I wouldn't let my sister go running at nine o'clock at night on campus by herself because that's a difference, right. And all of a sudden, you start to play that out and multiply that out and you think, holy cow, I've been so outside of this need to recognize, from my own experience. I should have been considering it from the experience of others, but because it wasn't a part of my daily experience, then it wasn't a part of my daily consideration. Yeah. And so, you know, I think getting back to what you were talking about before is like not living in fear. How do you go about talking about these kinds of things with your son in a, you know, a child appropriate way or age appropriate way, making them both savvy and sweet? Yeah. Wow. Um,
0: he, he feels things that you know he's a very very intuitive child um he feels things and if it's not right he he knows it's not right so you know I think we we've given him the tools that are needed at five years old um, yeah and 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 we'll continue we'll continue to, to do that as he as he gets older but um you know he's definitely proud to be uh to be black I love that yeah
1: and I love too that there's you know things opening up, like you said, the crayons with different skin tones. Like mm-hmm. that's such a simple, subtle way that parents can kind of incorporate race talk.
0: You know, representation matters. You know, it's it's really true when you see something uh, that looks like you, or if something is available to you, so that you can you can make it look like who you are, uh, and it, it you accept that within yourself. You know, a lot of times people, they don't realize it, but they, they don't like themselves because they don't see themselves. Um, and, uh, it's really important that the companies like, like Crayola, I got to tip my hat to them for doing things like that, you know, and, and even, um, you know, I I remember it was a big deal growing up when Barbie had made the the first, uh, black doll. Um, and it, it meant a lot to my family. I remember my, my younger cousin at the time, um, you know, she, she would, would call it, she would call it, I, I want down hair, you know, but her hair, her hair grows this way, obviously, you know, so, you know, but to see that in a doll meant a lot to her.
1: I agree. And, and I think when it comes to representation, I've kind of equated it to when I thought, all right, I'm going to move to LA and be an actor. But I looked at my mom and she was a teacher. My dad was an engineer. And I was like, I had to find. I did lots of research and reading biographies of other actors. Anyone from the South or from not a uh, coastal city, who who had no experience in acting, whose parents were had reg, quote unquote regular jobs. Yeah. And when I found those people, I was like, I can do it. Yes. I, at least I can give it an attempt. What uh, What's something that's kind of crept up as as a dad that uh, you've found surprisingly hard?
0: Cameron's Cameron's best friend, like best friend, um, is moving back back to New York. Oh, man. And, you know, Melanie and I, we were like dreading to have this conversation with him that, you know, that, he, you know, he was going to leave. And, you know, because it was something that actually happened to my younger brother when we were growing up and it, it, it messed with him emotionally and uh so you know we had this whole thing we sat him down we had the nanny there too so there was like this circle of support and yeah. uh, i was you know like, hey you know um your friend he's he's gonna move away to new york and you'll see him on zoom and everything but you know he's not gonna be here anymore he's not you're not gonna see him at school and he was like hmm. okay <laughs> you know it was like nothing everyone's like
1: is that yeah, yeah. Was, was that it that
0: was it, that, that was, it. Was, it was was it like, that- yeah, you know, he's like, I, I can see him on on the computer. Like, yeah,
1: All right. okay, cool. Yeah, you know? right, we're cool. Can I go back outside now? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I, g- I guess you can. Right. Yeah. You
0: know, they're 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 resilient people, and I think that's something that we forget too as as parents that they're they're people. Yeah, they're small people. They're young people, but just like you know, I may be trying to figure something out that's work related or whatever. They're they're trying to figure out. How to ride a bike. It's this it's the same general concept. You know, we're all just trying to figure this thing out. And I love it. And if you can speak to them on a level that they understand, um, you know, without being Google Gaga. Like we never, yeah, we never yeah. spoke to, to Cameron like that. We've never same, you know, uh, you don't need to. There yeah. this is a person. Speak to them.
1: I think I I love that level of respect, you mm-hmm. know, that you're giving to your kids. I think, you know, growing up there was kind of a culture of like you respect me. And and I like that there's a little bit of balance. Like, yes, ultimately the buck stops with us. Yes. We say yes or no. But we respect her. We respect her wishes. We give her, we give Ellis opportunities to choose thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time to get dressed. These are your options, mm-hmm. right? You can wear this or this or this. And and adding those in there really is an empowering element to to kids even as young as five that's vital to decision making and and empowerment and feeling confident so i love that you guys are doing that
0: yeah Um, i love that you guys are doing that it's 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 great and and it's i think it 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 moves them along faster too you know they're they're it develops their their communication skills farther than if you're you're literally trying to baby them
1: all the time you know this this fatherhood thing it's it's not for the week, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not for the week. it's not but I love the graces that come from it like there are yeah. times that I'm like I'm about to break I'm yes. about to snap you know and then and there's okay. moments that like that's it I get pushed to the brink and it's like I'm still okay you know what I mean what would what would be something you would say to encourage other fathers out there leave us with some encouragement
0: you're gonna get through it you're gonna be fine Take a deep breath. I, I, that, that that helps me like when I'm about to get too frustrated, you know, literally.
1: <sighs> it works wonders. It's going to be fun. I love that. Yeah. Well, Jared, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you for attempting fatherhood. <laughs> thank you, Brad. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Attempting Fatherhood. My whole hope with this is that we build a community that encourages dads and that brings new information to the table and and gets you excited about living your life, doing what you're doing. If you have felt that way, please make sure you rate us on Spotify, on Apple. Just rate us. Give us some stars, hopefully five, and make sure you share this. That's equally important. It's a great way to build community, to share this information with other dads. You know, start a text chain, whatever. That helps us. That helps you. We grow this community and all that. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Attempting Fatherhood. Again, thank you so much and have a great day.